Welcome to First 15, where you give the first 15 minutes of the day to God and commit yourself to respond to His Word in a personal way. My name is Ron, and I'll be your guide in this journey. I shared in the first episode a four-step process, a pretty easy way to think about using the first 15 minutes of the day. And I'll go through those steps right now just in real top-level summary form. But if you didn't hear the first episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that and get some of the details and learn about how to do this. You actually hear a demonstration of it from Psalm 1 as well. So go back and catch that. For today, we are going to turn our sights to a different part of Scripture than the Psalms. And I took the inspiration from my wife, who is actually reading through the Bible. She just started. She says, you know, I haven't done that in a while. And so I'm this year, I'm going to read through the Bible. And she's in Genesis. So I decided to just look ahead uh, where she is. And we're going to jump into Genesis 5. I'm not going to read the whole chapter We're going to look at just the first five verses of Genesis 5, but I'll give you some hints for how you could uh, use this to just read through the whole chapter, which really wouldn't take you more than a minute anyway. But let me just briefly go through the four steps of the process before we look at Genesis 5. So to spend the first 15 minutes of the day, the first step is to read or to listen to God's Word. So you need to have a portion of the Bible, uh, Scripture, to read or to listen to it being read if you want to have an audio version of the Bible handy. Or you can use this podcast, and I'll take you through a portion of Scripture each day. Second step, after you've listened or, or read, is to engage. And what that means is to reflect or to meditate on what you've just read and really take it personally as God's Word to you not just uh, something that's like written for someone else maybe a long, long time ago, which it was, but it's also meant as a word for you today. So we read or listen, and second, we engage. Third, we pray. So we turn our response back to God, and we take God's word, and we pray in response back to him. He started a conversation with us, and so we respond with our side of the conversation in prayer. And so we're going to be learning more about how to do that uh, through this podcast. And then the fourth step is to live or apply what we've heard from God's Word. And so we realize the truth of it in our life. And that's what you do for the rest of the day, uh, beyond the 15 minutes. And we'll always give a pointer or a suggestion for how you can do that. And you're always free to come up with your own action item Uh, based on what's come up for you as you've listened to this podcast and and responded in in a prayerful way to what God has shared. So those are the four steps in a real quick summary. If you want to know more about them, go back and listen to the first episode in this podcast series for First 15. We are going to look at Genesis 5. And the first thing I want to point out is you know, some people may say, yeah, learning to read and, and pray is great, especially when you're in a place like Psalms, which we chose yesterday, Psalm 1, which is full of prayers. But how do you do this in other portions of Scripture which are a little more difficult or even tricky? Well, many people who have started reading through the Bible will quickly find that there are portions of Scripture which don't seem so promising that you're going to get much out of it. One of those places is Genesis 5. And I say that because it's full of names of people who lived incredibly long periods of time 
And it's like a family tree or family history. It's just this person was the father of that person and then gave birth to this person. And it just goes in a long line of people. Like I said, really long numbers of years. And you can get kind of lost in that or find it dry. I know I have in the past. I hope to shed some light on on this as we read. And in order to do that, let me just jump into it. Let's read from Genesis 5 and listen to God's word. He says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created Adam, he made him in God's likeness. He created them male and female and blessed them. He called them Adam on the day they were created. Adam lived 130 years and became the father of a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam, after he became the father of Seth, were 800 years, and he became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years. Then he died. And that's it. Genesis 5, verses 1 through 5. Now, if you were listening closely, you may have noticed something a little bit different. Like, I used Adam and Adam, and I did that for a point. You won't find that in any English version that I've come across. And so, if you're reading, whether it's King James Version or New International Version, New Living Translation, whatever version of the Bible that you happen to be reading, they will typically translate the places where I read it as Adam as man. Because guess what? The Hebrew word for man is Adam. So the name for the first man is Adam, as we say in English. The name for man in general, which can be both men and women, male and female, is Adam. Ooh, that's interesting. So there's almost a wordplay here in Genesis 5 between Adam, this individual, the first man that God created, and Adam, meaning mankind, male and female. So you may not have normally picked that up just reading through the scripture on your own, but I wanted to highlight that as we look at this. Typically, like I said, is when we read through a section of scripture like Genesis 5, we see uh, long lives, many years, or, you know, it's a genealogy and our eyes kind of glaze over, or we don't really read it attentively. But I wanted to demonstrate that even passages like this that don't seem very promising on the surface can be full of insight, and it is still God speaking to us, even in a personal way, and there's something to be gained from this, that we can really ponder and meditate and pray back to Him and then live out and apply to our lives on a daily basis. So what are we looking at here? Even though I only read the first five verses, there's you know 25 additional verses in chapter five that introduce eight men in the family line from Adam until we get to another man named Noah. And we're told the names of three of Noah's sons, which sets us up for the events in Genesis six through 10, which involves a great flood. And so you can also read that on your own at another time. What I want to highlight is two things in this passage as we engage with it, as we reflect and sort of meditate on 
what God might be saying to us on a more personal or individual level. In verse 1 of Genesis 5, beyond where it says this is the book of the generations of Adam, it says, In that day God created Adam, again the generic word for man, he made him in God's likeness. Where have we heard something like this before? Back in chapter 1, verse 26, it tells us God made man and woman in his likeness. So it's very interesting. We get an echo of that here again in Genesis 5. In fact, the next verse, verse 2 says, He created them male and female and blessed them. He created Adam, man, male and female and blessed them. He called them Adam on the day they were created. So this is God's name for us, is Adam. And then in the next part, as we get into verse 3, Adam, the individual man, lived 130 years and became the father of a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. Again, if you stop for a second, what just happened in the previous chapter, in Genesis 4, it tells us that Adam and his wife Eve had two sons. The oldest son, or the first son, was Cain. The second son was Abel. And they had a very unfortunate falling out between them in which Cain killed his brother Abel, the first murder in the history of the world. The point to get here is that Cain really does not bear the image of his father. And I'm not talking about physical likeness because he was clearly his son and probably even resembled him physically in some ways, just like all children bear some genetic or, or physical resemblance to their parents. But the point that Scripture makes here in Genesis 5, verse 3, is that Adam had a son named Seth who bore his likeness after his image, and he named him Seth, just like God named Adam, or Adam, male and female, after his image. We are image bearers of God, just as Seth was an image bearer of Adam. And then the next part of Genesis 5 goes on to talk about Seth and his descendants and their descendants and on down the line, as I mentioned, to Noah. So there's something emphasized here about likeness. There's also something about the, the shared likeness that all mankind together have, whether male or female. Now, Scripture is clear there are differences between men and women, but in this part, it's saying that as we are created under God, we bear His likeness or His image in equal measure. So, there's something to reflect on. There's something to meditate on today. I encourage you to pray God's Word back to Him. One way to do that is just to take these these verses, these words, and just pray them back to God. God, thank you for recording the book of the generations of Adam. Thank you for revealing that how you created us, male and female, that we all partake of your image. We are all Adam. We are all human in your image. We're created that way. Thank you for that. Thank you for the way that people bear the likeness to a greater or lesser degree, just as Seth did for Adam. 
those are some examples. I've just, as I'm praying this aloud, I, you could join me in this and pray scripture that way. I've got another way, though, that I'll lead you in about praying back scripture that just kind of arose as I reflected and meditated on this. And I ask you to join me here. God, thank you for creating mankind, men and women in your likeness. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by your hand. Since you created me, you understand me best. Even when I don't comprehend things in my heart or my own habits even, I'm made in your image, and I'm choosing God today to reflect your image and not fashion myself into an idol that does not resemble you at all. Forgive me for the times I've done that, and make me brand new, just like you. Thank you, God. Amen. The final step, it's in your hands to apply this to your life, and I would just ask you as one way you can do this is meditate on whose likeness you are wearing or reflecting today. One thing you could do, like I mentioned yesterday, is put this on your phone alarm to kind of jolt you or remind you uh, during the day to reflect on what we're covering here in Scripture in the first 15 minutes. Another thing you could do is tape a card or put a post-it note, a sticky note, on your mirror in the bathroom, a place where you look at your reflection in the mirror or in your car, or if you use makeup in your compact case or wherever you might be looking at a mirror in your everyday life, just to remind you about this passage about the likeness of God. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray Through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon or we'll link to it in the show notes. Until next time, keep listening to God's Word.